and a very warm welcome to Thoro Newspaper Analysis, which is presented to you by Law Seco. So today we'll discuss important articles from the newspaper of 28 June 2021. We have two important articles of the day. The first is titled as "On the Margins with Full Equality Still Out of Reach." In this article, we'll discuss about the inequality that is faced by the queer community or the LGBTQ community in our country. The second article is titled as Countering the Next Wave of COVID-19. In this article, the author talks about the lesson learned from first and second wave of the pandemic and how the infrastructure can be augmented so that the third wave of COVID-19 which is anticipated can be tackled in a better way. This newspaper analysis is presented to you by me. My name is Ankita Parida. I'm working as a trainee associate with loss eco and also as a current affair expert you can reach out to me at my linkedin or twitter handle which is mentioned here moving to the first article of the day we talk about the full equality for india sexual minorities the queer community or the lgbtq community is stigmatized since ages in our country and despite judicial verdicts india sexual minorities face discrimination in employment health issues and personal life which is very evident Though the queer community is an invisible minority in our country, however, the inequality that they face is quite significant and quite visible in every context. India, to be noted that India has the most inclusive constitution. However, after being recognized the LGBTQ community and after abandoning the Section 377 of IPC. still we are not making the constitution compatible to the lgbtq community to such extent that union of union government has recently opposed a legal sanction to same sex marriage in india stating decriminalization of section 366 377 does not automatically translate into fundamental rights of same sex marriage also it has stated that living together as partner and having sexual relationship by same sex individual is not comparable with indian family unit concept of a husband wife and a children which necessarily presupposes a biological man as a husband and a biological woman as wife and children born out of union so this is a major hurdle which has come up in recognition of the equality rights of the sexual minority that is the queer community today and we know that same sex marriage has been made legal not just in some countries but a total of 29 countries in the world and mostly in the countries like sweden spain uk it has been recognized and been accorded to be equal with the normal human rights so based on it it is suggested by the author of this article that india should synchronize the law and the jurisprudence into these lines and uh, get into the trend of recognizing their rights also secondly it is to be noted that such kind of discrimination is a complete violation of article 15 which secure citizen from every sort of discrimination may be based on race caste sex or place of birth so talking about the uh, decisions which has been given by the judiciary in the recent past the first is the delhi high court judgment on the naj foundation versus government of ncd of delhi in 2009 it stated that section 
377 offends the guarantee of equality enshrined under Article 14 because it creates an unreasonable classification of targets and it categorizes homosexuals as a class. This judgment had come in the response to the Supreme Court's judgment that is Suresh Kumar Kaushal versus Nas Foundation case in 2013 which has again which had again reinstated uh, the section 377 of IPC and based on it again the people who were in the homosexual relationship were penalized however delhi high court taking a very progressive move had guaranteed that this definitely affects the uh, rights which are enshrined under article 14 and it does not uh, ensure equality and therefore it is completely unreasonable classification of homosexual as a class however the supreme court had corrected its decision in the napte singh johar versus union of india case in 2018 when applications were filed under section 377 of ipc and it stated that consensual homosexual behavior between adults are no more prohibited and it cannot be stated are unconstitutional irrational and uh, manifestly arbitrary so therefore it struck down the penalizing section of section 377 and took the progressive move however it has again been obstructed in the path of bringing equality to the minorities the union government has come up with this decision to oppose the same sex marriage let's look at the global jurisprudence today in may 1996 that was long back south africa became the first country to constitutionally prohibit discrimination based on sexual orientation also in 2017 uk passed the alan turing law which guaranteed the amnestic pardon to men who were cautioned or convicted under historical legislation that outlawed homosexual acts so the country from which or the legislation from which we took this the homosexual law section 377 of ipc itself has turned down this law and it had passed the alan turing law and it has also asked for forgiveness from all this community regarding the um, the torture which they had faced over the time and based on this it has been allowed in uk today and also in many parts of us sweden and also in france so india needs to re- revamp its jurisprudence and also accept its definition of a family and it need to look into the same sex marriage and give them equal right on this behalf moving to the second article of the day we'll discuss about countering next wave of covid-19 in this article the author has pointed out that india has been focusing on the possible third wave so it needs to take into account the lesson and the learning which has been taken from the first and second wave so let's discuss one by one in the first wave india had revamped uh, its capabilities of uh, healthcare system and also in the second wave it saw that it was there was a huge resource crunch so what was the issue in the first wave basically it scaled up its number of beds to huge number however 
because of again decreasing number of cases these beds were sold out or they were distributed among the poor or were uh, uh, given to some other institutions however the second wave came up which was never predicted and it will be so hazardous and we did not scale up our healthcare facility to that extent and we did not keep a pace with the increasing uh, trend of the covid-19 pandemic so based on this delhi had only 20% of the beds which uh, which it uh, and it had also and it had uh, given away the 80% of the beds which were uh, procured during the first wave based on this fateful decision it was seen that there was a huge reduction in the bed bed capacity and also other health infrastructure and the system collapsed in the second wave there was a huge havoc and people were lying on the roads with their oxygen mask and the scenes were quite evident from the news channels so the author has pointed out two main issues in this the first is that we need to have a elastic infrastructure so what is the definition of a elastic health infrastructure first is that it needs to expand or contract based on the need today we have a very stagnant health infrastructure which is not mobile which is very Uh, uh which is not very accessible to people but this pandemic first and second wave has shown us that we need to have a very elastic infrastructure which can be increased in a very short span in overnight or in just a week or two we can expand uh, expand it in a very huge range the second thing it has stated that we need to revamp our covid-19 infrastructure in on a geographical basis so that the district which are highest affected due to this for example the districts um, that are like most affected we have 145 districts in india which accord for 75% of cases in first wave and those 145 districts accounted for 80% of the cases in the second wave so it is quite evident that 145 these 145 districts out of the 600 or 70 700 districts of india these are the key to the management of covid-19 pandemic so if we can manage this this could also bring a management of covid-19 pandemic on a overall basis so it is also seen that 45 districts out of these 145 districts account for 50% of the cases which is quite a huge number so these 45 district news need a very revamped and uh, um, revised framework of covid healthcare facility the second thing it talks about uh, is mobile framework like it has been in china which it did in the yuhan district in which they can move their health infrastructure to any part of the uh, country or any part of the district and the infrastructure can reach the people and the people if they are in critical condition they only need to the uh, go to the infrastructure so first to do uh, to to make it successful first we need to identify the resources which can be mobile for example the oxygen concentrators the beds the ventilators can be made mobile however complete icu unit cannot be made uh, mobile or it would cost very high to make it mobile the fourth thing the author has been stating that the healthcare workers needs elasticity 
and because uh, we do not have a lot number of healthcare workers and many have sacrificed their life in the covid-19 pandemic so the students who are in the final years in the nursing as well as in the medical um, medical course need to be trained so as to handle the covid-19 pandemic secondly the paramedical workers the pharmacy student can also help for basic healthcare works also and lastly the author says about the augmentation of capacities and which need to be assured and contingent allocation must be arranged well before eventualities arise so based on this the author focuses on the governance part and also the federal part of our country in in this year we had seen that there was a huge crunch of ventilators in maharashtra and based on this andhra pradesh helped maharashtra government to provide by providing the ventilators similarly odisha also uh, volunteered for providing oxygen to different state and especially maharashtra during the crisis in mumbai especially so the states need a better coordination and there needs to be done a real time data analysis and more innovative institutional solution need to be brought and these institutions should come into a common forum like niti ayog or something like ndma uh, model in which uh, the interstate platform can decide on it so the efficiency of resource sharing increased with the area of coverage as surge risk in more widely distributed therefore benefit of resource sharing is one of the leverage that the state state must take into account and using these interstate platforms like niti ayog and ndma these should be made possible across the state and across the district with better coordination so this was all for today thank you